Hi, I'm Elena Noor and I am the Director of Political Security Affairs at the Asia Society Policy Institute in Washington, D.C. Hi, Elena. I'm Ling. I'm a former journalist in Southeast Asia. Very nice to speak to you. And you? Uh, all right. So uh, I know you are a cybersecurity expert. Uh, I, I read your recent report uh, with the IISS and I'm very interested. Uh, so I wanted to ask you several things uh, relating to that. Um, so I recently read some uh, reports about uh, some uh, cyber attacks like the Solar Winds case or the Colonial Pipeline, which just happened like in May. And I was terrified by the fact that a bunch of geeks sitting in front of their computers shut down a pipeline that served like 45% of the US oil refineries. Uh, so does that mean that we are a lot more vulnerable to cyber attack than we could like to think? Yeah, you know, the threat is always there, particularly to what we call critical infrastructure. So the types of infrastructure that keep an economy going, transport, health, finance, those sectors. Um, and we saw, um, particularly with Singapore, where you are, Lynn, with uh, the, if you remember, there was a ransomware called NotPetya. It really shut down shipping worldwide. Oh, yes. Yeah. It affected Singapore as well. So it is a real threat. And I wonder, Lynn, um, in your everyday work, if this is something you see, this concern among corporations in Singapore and the region about cyber attacks like the one that you just mentioned. Oh, definitely. I see like increasing demand on that. I mean, like uh, 10 years ago, physical securities was the like, top story in our conversation. But these days, cyber securities like, definitely occupy our conversation. And like, for example, in the solar winds case, actually a private firm found out about it before the government. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, like, what role is private sector? Do you think playing in response to those cyber attacks? Yeah, the private sector actually plays a hugely critical role in, in preventing cyber attacks. And companies like Microsoft have actually come out to say that they are the frontliners in preventing and treating, if you will, these cyber attacks. So they liken themselves to the Red Cross or the Red Crescent, where they're the first ones to respond. So they're hugely important um, in, in these critical attack type scenarios. All right. I think I, uh, I absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, let's talk a bit about Southeast Asia. Um, how do you think, like, are there big gaps in, in terms of offensive cyber capability among Southeast Asia countries? I mean, let's talk about like top big countries. Yeah, there, there is a huge gap. And in fact, as you know, Lynn, there's a huge digital divide, right, just on access alone to some of these uh, digital tools. But we rarely hear conversations about offensive weapons, cyber weapons in Southeast Asia. And I don't know, Lynn, if you've come across any of those sorts of conversation in your work, but mainly the focus has been on to prevent and to defend networks and systems from the types of attacks that we've seen in the US and in other parts of the world. So really the, the focus has not been so much on offense, but on defense. And then, you know, you mentioned that you were a journalist before. Did these sorts of conversations crop up um, as frequently then when, as you remember, or are they something that is gaining traction only now? And, and why is that? Uh, to be very honest with you, uh, when I was a journalist in Vietnam, the main topic was just about censorship, not about cyber attack. 
I mean, in terms of technology. So yeah, the games definitely change these days. Yeah, um, and you know, in Southeast Asia, that's still very much a topic, um, as you are probably well aware. Uh, yeah, and I think the main reason is maybe because uh, we live in technologies these days, right? So it's definitely a top concern. Exactly. Um, okay, um, I have something fun that I wanted to challenge you. Um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you some very quick questions and I expect a very quick answer from you. Okay. Um, so hopefully we can make it just uh, very quick and don't spend too much time thinking about it. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Uh, what cyber risks worries you most? Disinformation or damage to critical infrastructures? Both. Uh, try to just pick one. <laughs> I think for Southeast Asia, uh, the region which we're concerned, the government's top priority is misinformation, but critical infrastructure should also be a top concern. Right. I agree with you. Mm. Um, what are those cyber attacks motivated by? Money or politics? Usually money, but there's been a melding of politics and money um, as we've seen lately. All right. Um, who are more vulnerable to cyber attacks, governments or private sector? Oh, that's a tough one. Both actually. <laughs> I'm going to turn it back to you. Which one do you think based on your work is more vulnerable? Um, I mean, at the moment, we see more damage uh, towards the governments than private sectors. But I think ultimately, I think the people are going to be the most vulnerable to the consequence of cyber attacks. Oh, that's a really good one, Lynn. You didn't throw in the people, but I completely agree with you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Irina. Very Thanks good. so much, Lynn.